You're listening to Reach for the Pylon. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Reach for the Pylon. I am your host, of course, Nick Pentecoff. Uh, if you'd like, give me a follow on Twitter, at Nick Pentecoff. This week, we're going to be breaking down the AFC North. Can Baker Mayfield bounce back? Does Joe Burrow have QB1 upside? Uh, this division is full of great value, so let's dive right in. Going to start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, his current ADP in redraft leagues right now is QB17. That's one spot behind Joe Burrow. While I do like Joe Burrow a lot this year, if Ben is fully healthy, he offers QB1 overall upside. In 2018, he was the QB3. I think Ben can easily be a top 10 quarterback this season. Moving on to the running back, James Conner. He's yet to play a full 16-game season. Uh, He does have top five upside if he can stay on the field, but that's a big if. Uh, He played 10 games last year and 13 the previous year. In 2018, in just 13 games, he was the RB6. So the risk is definitely worth the reward with Conner. If he plays all 16 games, it's a no-brainer. He's going to be an RB1 this year. Moving on to the wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster. Last season, Juju was dealing with injuries all year. Had two quarterbacks that you could argue shouldn't even be on NFL rosters. He finished as the wide receiver 8 in 2018, however. I think sky's the limit for Juju with Ben back in the lineup. He will be a wide receiver 1 this season. Deontay Johnson and James Washington. Uh, The hype's been pretty wild for Deontay Johnson so far this offseason. I think him or James Washington could finish as a low-end wide receiver 2. Uh, with the other probably being more likely a high-end wide receiver four, low-end wide receiver three. Will it be Deontay like everyone thinks it will? I'm not so sure. Ben and Washington started to develop a nice connection at the end of 2018 season. I think it. I would rather take a stab at him with his ADB compared to Deontay right now. Uh, moving on to the tight end, Eric Ebron. Uh, this past season, Ebron had a down year, but like Juju, he was battling some injuries. I think he has tight end one upside, and he's currently being drafted as the tight end 19. I would scoop him up wherever you can get him at that ADP. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this might sound crazy to some, but I think Burrow has QB1 upside. If A.J. Green can stay on the field this year, they arguably had one of the best uh, set of skill players in the league. They upgraded several parts of the defense, but I still think they're going to be below average. Burrow's going to have to throw the ball probably 500-plus times to keep them in games. Joe Mixon. I did a thread on Joe Mixon on my Twitter account last season through the first half of the season. He was the RB31, but weeks 9 through 17, he was the RB6. Ended up finishing the season as the RB13. There was a recent report that the Bengals want to get him more involved in the passing game, and sky's the limit if they do. I think he'll be an RB1 this season with top 5 upside. AJ Green hasn't played a full season since 2017. If he can stay on the field, I think he has high-end wide receiver 2, low-end wide receiver 1 upside. Tyler Boyd. Last season, Boyd finished as the wide receiver 18. With AJ Green in the lineup over the past 19 games, Boyd is averaging 3 less targets per game. If A.J. Green is a full go for this season, I think Boyd can be a low-end wide receiver too, a high-end wide receiver three. So we got T. Higgins, the rookie, and John Ross. Ross is having a rough start to the beginning of uh, his career after being the ninth overall selection in the 2017 draft. I think Ross is tremendously talented. He's more than just speed, but he's not a reliable fantasy starter week in and week out. I think he's going to be very boom or bust. It would be a solid wide receiver four or flex play but we're not going to know when to start him. 
T. Higgins is someone that probably isn't going to be very fantasy relevant this season unless A.J. Green gets hurt. Um, but he is someone that you should go out and try to get on your dynasty teams. He's a great sash for when Ross and maybe even A.J. Green is gone in a couple of years. The tight end C.J. Uzumwa isn't really someone that I would want to roster. While he may be a good football player, I just don't think he's going to be very fantasy relevant. Moving on to the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, we don't really need to go into Lamar very much here. Uh, with his rushing floor, he's a safe bet to be a top five quarterback this season. The Ravens have tailored the offense to perfectly complement his skill set. Moving on to the running backs. Last season, Mark Ingram finished as the RB11 in 15 games. I think he could be a safe bet to be an RB1 again this season. But Dobbins is excellent in the scheme that the Ravens run. So it will be interesting to see how they split the backfield between these two. Even though Ingram being lead back, I think Dobbins can be a low-end RB2 or he probably high-end RB3 at wor the worst. Moving on to the wide receivers, Marquise Brown reportedly put on about 20 pounds this offseason. He was banged up last year. That put a damper on his rookie campaign. I like him a lot this season. I think he can easily be a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside on some weeks. Miles Boykin. I think Boykin's a talented player, not someone I want on my fantasy team, however. He averaged 3.2 fantasy points per game last season. While he may have uh, a big week here or there, we're, we're not going to be able to predict that. So just someone that I'd pass on right now. The rookie from Texas, Devin DuVernay, uh, primarily played slot at Texas. The Ravens targeted the slot the most last season. If DuVernay does fill that role, I think he could be a wide receiver three or flex play. If the Ravens threw the ball more, you could pencil him in to be a wide receiver too, but I just don't expect their offensive philosophy to change all that much. Most of the targets are going to go to Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. Speaking of Andrews, last season he finished as the tight end five in 15 games. I think he can easily be a top five tight end again this year, especially now that Hurst is on the Falcons. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield had a sophomore slump. He didn't look confident last season. I think a large part of that was because of Freddie Kitchens. Kevin Stefanski is now the head coach, and I think this offense is going to complement Baker very well. He's going to get that swagger back. He was the ninth, uh, QB 19 last season. I think he can easily be a QB 1, if not a high-end QB 2 this year. Moving on to the running backs, Nick Chubbs, arguably one of the most talented running backs in the league, last season finished as the RB8. Uh, Kareem Hunt did miss the first nine weeks due to uh, suspension. During those first nine weeks, Chubb averaged 18.9 fantasy points per game, was the RB6. But weeks 9 through 17, he averaged 13 fantasy points per game and was the RB15. In that same span, Hunt averaged 12.7 fantasy points per game and uh, was the RB23. I think Chubb's going to be an RB2 with RB1 upside depending on Hunt's usage. Uh, there's no doubting Kareem Hunt's talent. He could be a lead back on another team, but Chubb is the alpha here. Hunt only saw 23 less snaps than Chubb during the nine-game span he played last season. During that time, he had 100 less carries than Chubb. Uh, he did see 44 targets to Nick's 11. I think Hunt can be a low-end RB2 or flex play. Uh, again, this is very dependent on usage, and Stefanski primarily used one back in Minnesota. But I don't think they brought Hunt back to ride the bench, and I think Hunt is a much more talented running back than Alexander Madison. Moving on to the wide receivers, Odell Beckham Jr. last season was the wide receiver 25. He was playing through a hip and groin injury. He did have surgery this offseason. Uh, there were a lot of people writing him off because of a down year last season. 
don't be like them. OBJ is a lock to be a wide receiver one this season. Jarvis Landry was the wide receiver 12 last season. Landry's a guy you can draft in the fifth or sixth round that's going to be a high in wide receiver two. He's going to give you a lot of wide receiver one weeks. He's shown that he is reliable. In 2018, he was the wide receiver 18. 2017, the wide receiver 5. In 2016, the wide receiver 13. In 2015, he was the wide receiver 9. So Landry's about as safe as they come in the 5th or 6th round. Moving on to the tight ends, Austin Hooper became the highest paid tight end this offseason. Last year, Hooper was the tight end 6 in 13 games. I don't think Hooper's going to be a top 10 tight end this year. Stefanski loves utilizing two tight ends. Last season, Kyle Rudolph had 42 targets, while Herb Smith Jr. had 47. I think that Hooper's being way overdrafted. I'd rather take Najoku in the 26th round, which is current ADP over Hooper in the 9th. I think one's going to emerge slightly as a high-end tight end two, while the other's going to be more of a tight end three or desperation flex play. We're going to do a quick segment called Queued Up. These are the guys I need you to have locked up in your queue and ready to smash that draft button on when you're on the clock. This is one player I want from each team from this division. This is who you need to have queued up from the AFC North. On the Browns, if you can get OBJ in the late second or early third round, it's absolutely him. But if he goes earlier, go ahead and smash that draft button on Landry in the fifth or sixth. On the Steelers, it's Big Ben. The current ADP at QB17 is pretty wild to me. No, he doesn't have AB anymore. But he has a very talented group of skill players, can easily crush his ADP, and has the best chance to be a QB1 of the late round quarterbacks. On the Ravens, Marquise Brown is a player I absolutely love this year. I think he has a wide receiver one upside, and he's being drafted in that wide receiver two range. On the Bengals, A.J. Green. When healthy, he's one of the best wide receivers in the game. Uh, if he's on the field, he offers top 10 upside at the wide receiver position, and you cannot beat his current ADP of wide receiver 28. This wraps up the AFC North. Next week, we're going to be wrapping up the division breakdown series. Only one team remains, and that's the AFC South. Going forward after next week, we're going to be doing a weekly mailback, so be on the lookout on the FF Astronauts Twitter handle. Going to be tweeting out from that account. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a great week, and God bless.